Welcome to episode number 215. I don't know, and it's okay. I'm your host, Damon Soka. Now, I apologize this podcast is coming so late today. I've been a little bit sick this weekend. Now, those simple words, I don't know, and it's okay, are probably the most important words I have learned over the years I have suffered with my autoimmune and mental health issues. Our mind, and even our heart, are geared towards having answers. I personally think that this stems from our previous life. We had great knowledge at one time in the premortal realms. We had answers to everything. We knew what, how, was, and what is still true. We feel those unanswered questions deeply in our soul, as if our heart was screaming, there is an answer, I can feel it. I simply cannot remember it. And so when the difficult questions arise in our lives, and we are wondering why, our souls yearn for our home, that celestial home that we left behind. One of the great problems of mortality is, of course, the veil. We were once sentient beings, spiritual beings, with great knowledge. We understood truth, morality, integrity, love. We understood that mortality was be our proving grounds, but we had never experienced this veil over our minds. We did not fully understand what would occur when it happened. Mortality really had to be experienced, and the veil had to be part of that experience. If we had come to earth with the knowledge we had, fully aware of who we were and what we had done, and then come face to face with the weaknesses, complexities, and mortal natural man urges, very few of us would have returned to celestial spheres. With full knowledge, mercy becomes far less able to save. That veil allows for great mercy to be in our lives. Yes, it is frustrating, but it is a saving grace when it comes to learning about physical bodies in the natural man. We needed the veil to allow for learning and growth. We needed to have limited access to certain parts of our knowledge. And no, the veil does not take everything from us. We still have our personalities, our feelings, our deep desires from our previous life. We have core emotions and core beliefs that simply could not be veiled. They had become such a part of us, to veil them would have been to entirely veil who we are. And that would not be just. No test could have occurred if our Father removed everything from us. What would he be testing? Our Father and Savior are testing something, and it can only be who we became from that previous premortal life. This also allows us to put aside memories and concerns that may have hindered our progression in this life that came from the premortal life. In some senses, as we came into mortality through the veil, we became clean, innocent clay, from which to mold a different person. The Lord could strip down what we had become to the core elements of the clay and work with what we gave him to create something greater. Now, I can't personally think of a greater difficulty than to ask God why and not have that answer fully answered. He can feel as though he does not have an answer, which we know isn't true. But when your mind seeks for solutions and answers, and the answer comes back, have faith and trust, our mind, that mortal mind, is not satisfied. We want to know how our illness provides for our salvation. We want to know when it will end. We desire to see the path in its entirety. We are not interested in knowing that a path exists for our mind's 
knowing that a path exists is simply not good enough. We need to see that path, understand the why and where we are headed. We need answers that make sense and provide for solutions. That is, strangely, the natural man. That natural man does not want to rely upon anyone but himself or herself. He wants God to reveal himself, give him answers to his questions, and then provide for solutions. The natural man wants full control over his destiny, even when he walks that destiny with God. It is the natural man that demands answers, and to know fully why bad things happen to make the innocent suffer. The natural man says, what I see is not just, what I feel is not peace. How can God allow for this to happen? Yet the natural man sees only with his mortal eyes that have very limited vision. The natural man fully believes that there exists no value in suffering or pain. The natural man only sees what is in front of him and can only interpret what is happening by his own limited experience in this life. The, never, the natural man never wants to say, I don't know, and most certainly would not say, and that is okay. So how do we get beyond this stage of natural tendencies? How do we confidently say in our minds, in our hearts, I don't know, and that is okay? Interestingly enough, it takes practice. In humbling our natural man desires, humility does not seem to be a natural tendency of any one person. While I am certain many good people learned humility before this earth, and we can certainly see it in some people, the natural tendencies of the mortal body causes humility to be a very difficult exercise. Our natural survival instinct causes us to question why bad things happen, causes us to deeply desire security and protection. When we see bad things occur, and when they occur in our lives, that instinct rushes forward and says, we must do something or we will be unprotected. This then leads to our justice bone, and so often that justice bone to blood revenge, and what we might term equal punishment. It is not so much that we desire to hurt another as we do. We tend to have compassion. We desire that punishment to assure ourselves that we are providing for our own personal protection and security. We have a natural feeling that justice must be served for our lives to continue in perceived security and protection. If the innocent suffer and the perpetrator goes free, we can feel that we lose some of that security and protection in our minds. Needless to say, we have deep rivers of protective instinct and desires that flow with our natural man. When we don't know answers to our questions, a feeling of insecurity can and often does arise within the natural man. To say that we don't know why, we don't see the reason, we can't find the answer is to tell our mortal natural man that he is vulnerable. That is against our natural instincts and desires. And yet we see that it is one of the great lessons of mortality, to be able to live with unknowns and questions, and to be okay with it. The only way that we are okay with it is that we trust in a Savior. And not simple trust that he is watching, but that he, he does have a perfectly good answer. But we don't need to know it. Trust fills the gap between what we know and what we do not know. What we cannot see and what we can. This feeling of trust and security is actually what we call humility. 
it allows us, or better said, affords us the ability to fully know that answers exist, that the Lord knows the answer, and that even if he does not give it to us, that he will continue to guide us on our path. When we give ourselves over to the Lord and can truthfully say, I know, but the Lord, I do not know, but the Lord does, and that is okay. At this point, we are actually humble enough to learn knowledge and to understand the why. We then can be led to knowledge when and where the Lord decides to give it. If we are willing to say, I don't know, we can be molded in the image the Lord desires. When we are molded in the hands of the Maker, we overcome that natural man feeling of insecurity. When we add, but it's okay, to our I don't know, we evoke trust and learn faith. The depth of our relationship with the Savior and the Father can be measured in that simple statement. But it's okay. I don't know, but it's okay. The deeper we feel and know that everything will be okay, the more bound we are to the Savior. Now I'm going to be a little more personal than I normally am in these podcasts. I've been going through significant difficulties with my autoimmune and mental health over the last two years. I have been suffering debilitating pain and lengthy depressions. I have been doing my part, keeping my medications, managing my illness to the best of my ability. I have been doing everything I felt I needed to be doing to have my suffering removed, at least for a time. Meaning, I have been doing what I should to find some healing in my life. I have asked and pleaded and perhaps begged that my illnesses could be removed at least for a period of time. I have been struggling at work, church, and home. I barely have the energy and ability I need to get through my work days, and that has caused home and church to be left with very little. I have been so restricted and in so much pain that for the most part I rest throughout the weekends and just try to heal enough to survive another week at work. This has been taxing for my wife, children, and naturally my church calling. I've never felt that I have had enough to give even to fulfill the minimal responsibilities. I thought certainly that the Lord would heal me enough so that I can at very least work and provide for the emotional and spiritual needs of my family and my work calling, and yet answers have been very limited. The healing has not come, and I have felt often very defeated. This morning my wife needed a blessing, as she is suffering as well, because of her own personal battle and, of course, because of mine and my inability to provide much support emotionally or even physically as my pain is severe, that I can't even handle touch for any really real length of time. Now I had hoped for some healing through the blessings, that maybe some type of relief would be on the horizon. The Lord gave her a wonderful blessing, strengthening her and providing some of that needed relief. But during that same blessing, the Lord was clear to me that my suffering was not to end. He would make up the difference in my church and family life. For me, there would be no end in sight of my personal trials. I was to keep on keeping on. When we come to those points of life, we can throw up our hands and ask why. We can lay out the things we've been doing, how good we have been in a sense, and why we deserve to be healed. Or we can simply say, I don't know, and it's okay. I think for me, learning to trust the Lord fully has been one of those Abrahamic tests of my life. Being able to say to myself, I am good with not knowing the why. 
This doesn't mean I don't stop trying to understand the whys of my life. It just means that when the answer does come, or the answer is not what I was, what was hoped, I can say to myself, I don't know. I don't understand. But that's okay. So here we stand with an illness we do not comprehend. We don't know the answer, or at least fully know the answer, individualized to us, and that, for the most part, needs to be okay. doesn't mean we give up on our medications or our routines. It just means we trust the Lord. The one thing I have learned about trusting the Lord is that He always comes through. It is not always in the way that I expect or desire, but He has always come through. I have over just the last couple of years come to more fully trust His judgment, timing, and His guidance, and it has brought me a peace that I can't describe, and knowledge that I can't explain. So for me, being able to say, I don't know, and it's okay, has been one of the greatest blessings of my life. And I hope that you will find this knowledge in your own life. And may the Lord bless you and keep you safely in his arms. Until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do his.